Welcome to DNA Podcast, podcast of dreamers and achievers. We believe that no dream is too big and nothing is impossible to achieve. Mahatma Gandhi said once that every worthwhile accomplishment, big or little, has its stage of drudgery and triumph, a beginning, a struggle, and a victory. Today we are going to talk about beginning and struggle of finding perfect co-founder. If you ever considered starting a business with a partner, this episode is for you. Our special guest is going to be David Schlafranke, young entrepreneur that is a founder of Branding Doctors, co-working space and many other ventures. Welcome David, nice to have you here. Thank you, Victoria. It's a pleasure being here. Let's start with something really simple. When people have their idea and they want to start, but they have no idea what about their teammates, what they should do actually. Yeah, so I will tell you a bit of my story, right? How it started for me, because I think it's, um, you know, it's individual for every person. But for me, it was the following way. At the very beginning, uh, when the idea actually of running doctors uh, did not even exist, um, because I started alone and I was basically just consulting, just consulting medium-sized businesses regarding their digital growth, marketing strategy, and their brand creation. And um, at the beginning, I started the business because, you know, I saw an opportunity during my university time to A, uh, make some extra cash. You know, students need cash, right? So it's always good to have some money um, on the side, you know, to have a better student life, etc. And B, uh, I wanted to really gain practical experience doing actually something real, applying the theory in the real life, right? On real companies and not only having this strategical approach, but actually trying it. And only by time I have actually realized that from the consulting company, which I was from the consulting business, which I was doing, it's in fact only selling a sort of a concept and the theory. But I was actually more into producing something, implementing, experimenting. So the realization side of, of a project, right? With time, then I started building a vision, what I really wanted to build, and it was branding doctors. So basically a concept where you as a medium-sized company, you could rent the expert for your brand, for your digital growth. And only by then I started sharing the vision with clients, with my friends, and then the team building process actually started, right? So I was sharing this vision and I started the business with a friend of mine who joined as a first um, guy, let's say, helping me out on the business. And he was definitely like part of the business for a long time. He was like, like a co-founder, right? Well, I didn't know like something like a co-founder existed then, right? We just like been doing the, the, the business together. Yeah, I think it's a natural process eventually. Uh, depends what you're doing, but as well, you can plan to find a co-founder, definitely. Were you not afraid, actually, to share your thoughts with your friends? It's not always easy. They not always support you. They are not always on your side and they don't always believe in you. Sometimes they even might steal some of the idea from you. So what was your point of view? So was it easy? I think it wasn't super easy, right, to share your thoughts on what you want to do. But I realized, you know, if you keep the idea for yourself, nothing going to, nothing going to happen. Right. And with time, I realized when you share your idea, it's so much worth because you get feedback, right? You get uh, feedback from your friends, from your parents, from um, the people around you. And feedback is really important because you need to listen to feedback and you need to apply the feedback eventually. Right. What you should do is avoid Avoid people which 
which tell you, oh, it's not going to work. So avoid really negativity. That's important. You should like cancel negativity from your alphabet or from your um, vocabulary. And negativity is bad. It's toxic. Yeah. I think it's everything about execution at the end of the day. So ideas are worth nothing. Execution is what counts. And it's important with who you execute, actually. I get that. Thank you. Can you tell us what is the most important uh, thing when you are looking for the perfect co-founder? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good question, actually. And, you know, I've been trying to find co-founders for other businesses and other projects and ventures I've been doing, right? So I'm sort of the entrepreneur who's like trying out things, um, you know, on a regular basis, let's say, especially before I have started my full-time job in, a, in another startup. And this was especially during the university time. So I was like <laughs> sharing a lot of thoughts with people, but I think there's only one rule and it's super simple. You need to consider your co-founder as equal as you are. And it needs to feel like he is, he or she is challenging you on a daily basis and the way around, because you need to learn from each other, right? You need to have things in common, right? Certain responsibilities, eventually certain knowledge, but it should as well feel like, oh, great. He's my counterpart. He's challenging me on this topic. I'm challenging him on another topic. It just needs to feel like a, like a, like, like a good friendship, right? It's, it's not good if someone is there next to you and always says, yes, 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 you are right. No, you should have someone as well next to you who's questioning things and giving you proper feedback on your thoughts and the way around. That's super important. He needs to be equal to you. You said at the beginning, you started uh, branding doctors with one of your friends, but is it really possible to start completely new business with a best friend? Because so many people are saying that friendship ended that way. <laughs> What's your point of view? Yeah, <laughs> that's a hard question. I have to say. So I, I started a few ventures for friends. Uh, I call them ventures projects and indeed we are still good friends, right? I believe it always depends how serious you take the venture and the process, what you do together, right? For me, it's more like a journey, not a two hours trip, rather a, back, a backpack trip uh, through Australia or another country, uh, which you don't know yet and you don't know where it might end up, right? So there are a lot of adventures within this backpack trip, yeah? And part of this backpack trip is, you know, you need to learn from each other. That's super important. And for me, there are two, I think there are two possible outcomes. Let's, let's look at this backpack trip in Australia. Number one, you split and you come back as non-friends. So you are like, you, you got to know each other and you realize that's not the person I want to share a, a project with and neither backpack trip anymore. Option two is you come back, you gain together experiences, good ones and bad ones but you really learned uh, how you work each other, right? And how you accomplish each other. And it's super important that you have learned something from this experience. And by doing that, by learning from each other, your bound is even going to be more strong, right? It's, it's, it's just going to be stronger than before because you know the bad side of your co-founder or of your friend, but you know as well the, bad, the good side. And that's important. And coming back to your question, I think it is possible to do business or to start a venture with a friend. Don't take it too serious when doing so, right? Consider it as being a journey, uh, your venture process, right? 
That, that's what I think. It's possible. Let's imagine right now that we don't have friends that we would consider as good as we are or a little bit better. Say, what would you advise people? Do you have any like gold advice how to find the right person? Let's say you are you have some idea on your mind, right? Let's, let's assume you have some idea. Is that correct? Yes. Great. So let's start there. Because when you have an idea on your mind, you are eager to discover if this idea is actually interesting, right? If it's just an idea you believe in and you only have conviction in, or is it something, some idea where you can convince others believing in and creating conviction for, right? So the first thing, and as I, ha as I have said before, is share your idea. That's super important because only by sharing you get feedback, right? So you will get negative feedback, as I have said. People are going to say, oh, your idea is bullshit. Don't do it. It's too much risk, right? This is the kind of feedback you will definitely get in 80%, not in 80% of the cases, but in a big portion probably, because not everybody is born as, as an entrepreneur. So there are people with a negative mindset by default. Uh, that's the first thing. But you will get as well productive feedback, right? You will get feedback, which is going to help you shaping your idea better, which will not only help you to shape the idea better, but as well to even create a new idea out of it, right? Because an idea is only a starting point. An idea is never final, right? It's never final. It's a fundament. And the fundament is, you know, you can extend it make it stronger and build on top of it. So first thing is share your idea, get feedback from friends, from other people. Probably you might want to join some startup programs or some, you know, incubator programs. You're going to find likewise people in these programs, right? You're going to find other young entrepreneurs which have a similar mindset to you. So this is already a good starting point. To mention one of them, there's Gründungszentrum in the Viadrina, right? I have been in the same program. Share your idea with the people in this uh, environment. Join more programs. Like uh, I think there's Start as well. And there's one in Berlin, Start it's called. It's a startup program for young entrepreneurs and students especially. Get into these communities, share your ideas. Spend time on, med um, on Medium. It's an online platform. Read blog articles about it. Start to get in touch with people on LinkedIn. Share your ideas with them as well. You know, it's important that you get, you receive feedback. That's super important. Just like that you start getting into this environment more and more step-by-step. Step. Ask, really, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Ask icons, which you found on a blog or on a podcast. Ask them for feedback. Share your idea with them and ask them for feedback. Ask them for a 50-minute phone call and tell them, hey, I want to share my idea with you. I want to know what you think about it. And that, that's a good way to start. But is it really working? I, I think that so many people are concerned that like, I have a small idea. I'm not sure about that, of course, because how can I be sure? And how can I know that actually, I don't know, this person that has their own life, their own jobs, they would spend their private time to listen to me. When people text me, right? I first think what I look at, how much conviction do they have? I'm going to be honest. I received some messages on LinkedIn from likewise person where I'm saying like, they, they text me once, right? And like, I'm ignoring it. Uh, not on purpose because 
you're right. It's just, it's lack of time, right? We are, we, we only have 24 hours a day. But I'm going to tell you, if that person texts me two times, three times, four times, and he really is con has a conviction about his idea and wants to meet with me, and I see that he doesn't want to sell me something, right? He just want to get feedback. I'm really open um, to, to jump on a call with that person. So believe me, yes, they are people. The road trip or uh, this path is not going to be easy. That's truth to be said. You need to be tough, right? You need to have conviction. You need to believe in it. You cannot give up, right? But for example, if you're going to get messages, I don't know, four or five times, would you not be actually just hating this person? No, I won't. Because if that person is, has a really conviction about it and he just want to get, let's say, feedback or something, I, I'm all right. I mean, look at Jack Ma. He got, he got rejected, I think. He applied 12 times at Harvard. He got rejected 12 times. He applied as a, at KFC uh, for a normal job, I think, for a normal job as a waitress. He applied, I don't know, I think there's a story like five times or even 20 times and he got rejected. And he still had, he still had built uh, Alibaba, right? One of the biggest platforms, online e-commerce platforms in the world. I have another question as well, because it is a concern thing for many people, um, especially in the legal field, how to trust the other person. Like, how can you know that this person will not steal your idea? You will share everything you thought that you found a perfect co-founder and at the end they will just go run away with your idea and no one will know. Is it necessary to, to make a contract or something? Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. So first thing, I believe ideas worth nothing. <laughs> Again, this is a bit of my, you know, my humble opinion because I think the idea which I have today, probably... 50 other people around the globe or 500 other people around the globe had the idea already or have it right now in China, India, wherever, right? We are billions of people. So we are just a number and we are just a number, right? Like, I mean, like not talking from an emotional point of view, we are more worth than a number, but you know, we are so many. So the likelihood statistically is quite big uh, that someone else had the idea already, right? I mean, look at MySpace versus Facebook. From the foundation, it's it's the same. I believe having a contract is always good, right? Because a contract is uh, defining uh, certain principles, right? A contract is having a certain foundation. It's something like a manifesto, for example, which you can look at um, afterwards, right? You can say, hey, what did we agree when we started our collaboration? We want to do 50-50. We wanted to split the responsibilities, like mentioned, you take care of sales. I do the, and I do the product part, for example. So the contract is good to have because it's written down somewhere, right? Very important is if your gut feeling, yeah, if your gut feeling is bad or you have a feeling like, no, right? Like there's some inconvenience, then better don't do it with that person you have met. You know, because this can end up just in in a very bad experience, you know, and in, it can create more trouble than you have expected, right? It's important as well to listen to your gut feeling because you include the emotions as well. You you just include like certain certain feelings, which you usually cannot explain <laughs> by rationality. And having a contract in place is good because it creates, create, it's a, it's a written document basically, right? You agree on something and you say, hey, that's what we agreed. Let's do it. So it's a good foundation. 
And let's say that we have right now co-founder, we found a person. Which risks are connected to having a co-founder and trusting this person? If you could say from your history or like your experience. I mean, one of the risks is, so let's say you start a business, right? Together. And, you know, you say 50-50. Yeah, 50%. You both have the same stake in the business. And then you start working together. When you start working together and you realize, oh, I'm doing, you feel like you're doing 80% of the work or 90% of the work. And you feel like your co-founder is only doing 10% of the work. That's a risk, right? It can happen. So now it's up to you. Do you convince or like, do you say, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm not looking at, at the other person too much. I'm not calculating who does more or less. You just do it, right? Like Manike, just do it. <laughs> and you don't care. You let it influence your feelings, right? So this is one risk that you don't do equal, the equal job. Uh, another risk is when you have agreed on certain responsibilities, let's say your friend or your co-founder um, or your partner, how we call it, is taking care of sales and you're taking care of building the product. He's not meeting his, his goals, his objectives. There's no sales coming in, right? So that's another risk that the objectives are not met by the counterpart, of course. I mean, you know, another risk is that someone just says he wants to do a business. He thinks doing a business is, you know, being on a paper written down as a co-founder, but then it's not executing actually. Right. So that, that this is as well a risk. And I believe it's super important to get to know each other before actually starting legally bound business together. You really need to know each other very well. So when we are about a subject, meeting the other person and getting to know this person, is it possible to create like a perfect match let's say with a person that has like different values different goals in life and mindset generally and that motivates this person in life first truth to be said there's no perfection in this world and if people think so they should really stop dreaming because there's nothing perfect nothing gonna be ever 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 perfect everything has rate of error in it, right? There's something always someone else can do better. There's always some, someone else has done better already. And, that, and that's, a, that's a reality. But what I suggest as well, from my, uh, from my experience in the past, from different incubator and accelerator programs, which I was joining, I suggest a few simple steps to find the right person. So step number one, you need to get to know each other, right? And work on something together, just a little project, just set yourself a little uh, objective, right? Let's say, let's build together a little e-commerce business, right? And by little e-commerce business, I really mean a little e-commerce business. <laughs> I mean, like, think about selling anything <laughs> online if you want to go into e-commerce, maybe water, right? Whatever it is. So you start doing this together. You split the responsibilities very quickly, who does what, and you just make it happen. So by doing so, you will learn how the other person is working, how the other person is thinking, and how the other person is executing. Yeah. So these, these three things. If this was successful, you can go to the next level. There's one really nice file or one really nice test you can do. There's a founder's questionnaire with 50, I think these are 50 questions. I have actually created a, a simple file for that, for Google Sheets, which you can, which I'm really happy to share with you. And on this file, you have to answer 50 questions about 
common values, principles, who's taking which responsibility, what are your common objectives or like what are your objectives and, you know, how you want to work in the future, right? What are your leadership principles and so far and so on. It, I really recommend doing this questionnaire and then you will see if you will raise any red flags, right? Maybe there's something what you don't like from the co-founder and there's something what the co-founder doesn't like from you. At the end of the session, it will take, I think, roughly eight hours to do the entire thing. You can split it in several days, do it in two-hour sessions. You should evaluate the questionnaire, talk about it openly, and really talk about the red flags. That's really important. Talk about your concerns, right? You need to be transparent. So this is a second level, let's say. If you have passed this questionnaire and you talked about it, you have evaluated it, etc., then you need to find a conviction to work on something. It's your venture, basically. You need to find a starting point. Why I'm saying this? Because the last two things, like point number one and two, were kind of like the level one and two. But now you need to get to the real, real stuff, right? You need to start executing. And then only by this, you will see how it works, right? Do you find conviction for an idea and you want to execute it? Then that's already a great step. But then like start really executing it and working together, you know, with the good and bad things, right? Which are, which are there. So it will have, you will have conflicts. Definitely. You will have disagreements and misunderstandings, but as long as you solve them, as long as you are able to communicate about them and talk about them openly, it's all good. Right. And then you will see how it works. This is, this is, these are my, this is my suggestion. I have a question because as I know, you were actually cooperating with many people who are like not originally uh, speaking the same language as you, which might bring to even more misunderstandings because uh, leading language is very important. And I would ask you, did you, did you ever have actually bad experience with any co-founder or like teammate, partner? anyone because i know you have a lot of experience with like many languages and many different personalities so i really want to hear any story <laughs> yeah so i mean it's not a fairy tale right so there part of the story as well bad experiences right good experiences can only be nutrated by bad ones that's that's super important because what is good what is bad how do you how do you detect the difference between good and bad Good is only good if you know what bad is, right? So definitely, and I had made bad experiences as well. I had, you know, I had a bad experience in the past, even teammates, you know, starting starting a little project and then, you know, there was missing the commitment or there was missing no clear agreement from the beginning, right? Where you say, okay, how do we want to work together? And, um, you know, you, you leave it open, for example, in terms of, uh, what 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 does the other person actually need, right? Or or not? Let me give you an example. Once we started a project and we didn't agree on a price beforehand, right? We just been saying, yeah. The other person was telling me, ah, we will find an understanding. We will find an understanding. I was like, yeah, but I prefer if you give me a price so I can calculate it and I understand your expectations. And the person was saying, no, we will find the agreement. We will find the agreement. I was like, okay, we started the project. The guy has done an amazing job as well. And then afterwards, I, I told him, hey, you, you've done an amazing job. Let's talk about the price, right? And the price was just like incredible high where like 
I was like, okay, this is not going to, <laughs> this is not going to work because I, I realized for myself, I had to invest so much money of like, despite it was great work, right. But I just, the numbers didn't make sense. So I told him like, look, thanks, but the offer, I mean, I can, we cannot accept it. You need to lower your price. And then he's like, no, but that's what I expect. Yeah. I was like, okay, but then we have to say no, thank you. And yeah, it happened. It happened. Definitely. It's, it's super important that you talk very clearly before <laughs> it's important that you share like the expectations, your expectations from the stakeholders. They need to share the expectations. And did you ever have like language actually misunderstanding? Yes, definitely. 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 There are differences in culture. There are differences in, in the language as well. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, one thing, and I'm using the wrong word. For example, in Spanish, I speak Spanish as well, and I use the one word in Spanish, and then the other person didn't understand what I wanted to say. So yeah, it's definitely happening. As long as you find afterwards, like you come back to the to the starting point or to the common point, I think it's all good. <laughs> but it's part of the game. It's definitely part of the game. And what would you advise to people that actually already have a co-founder person? They they found a perfect match, but they don't know what to do. After that, they have this person, but like what to do with this person right now? When you found a, a co-founder, right? So what I suggest is start doing weekly meetings at the beginning, especially. And on these weekly meetings, you discuss your objectives. What do you want to do next? Who does what, right? And don't not only discuss these things, what you, what you want to do, because I'm assuming you have a You have a goal, right? Your goal is creating this amazing venture and solving this huge problem. You need to start having these weekly meetings, discuss your objectives, how you can achieve them, who does what, and very important, write them down. <laughs> you need to start documenting them. Why I'm saying this? Because you will, make, you will meet each other a week afterwards, a week later, and you're going to have a different understanding and I'm going to have a different understanding of what we wanted to say and achieve. And if you write these things down and each of you and me can look at them again at the notes, then we can agree on it again, right? We can say, okay, that's clear. And if you have questions, raise them. You need to raise them on the Google Docs or wherever you want to write it, raise your questions. That's that's one of the biggest advice I can give, especially when starting. The whole time we were talking actually about this one person that we would like to start with, but is it possible to start actually with more than one person? In theory, yes. I'm going to say in theory, it is possible. Then number two, I think it depends on what you want to do, right? How complex is this solution you want to build together, right? Because maybe you need exactly three people because three people are going to cover all the responsibilities which you have. Sales, technical, product development or partnership development, right? I do suggest, however, to start with one person at the beginning, to start like simple, And then you always can get another person on board, right? Because starting with another person is much, much easier than starting right away with three people, right? Start with two and then get another person on the board. On board, And if you want to be three co-founders, equally even, then the other person needs to feel it as well, right? If you are three co-founders, you need to talk openly, hey, it's three, it's 30, 30, 30, or 33%. And we three are the business um, owners, let's say. But however, I start, I suggest starting it, you know, with one person, you need to have a starting point. Thank you so much for today's session. 
And hopefully we're going to meet once again to speak more about team group and how to work actually with your team when you already have founders and you start already working on it. Yeah, really happy to follow up on this. It's, I think it's super interesting how to work together. And thanks, thanks a lot, Victoria, as well. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much and see you soon. See you soon. That's everything for today. But if you enjoyed, please subscribe this channel to get some more daily motivation. See you soon.